You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What is up, Packers fans? Welcome to another edition of For Cheddar or Worst, Acme Packing Company's podcast covering the bad and the occasional good, it seems like, uh, about the Green Bay Packers. Uh, I am your co-host, Chris Burke, joined alongside our social media guru, Lindsay Hansen. Lindsay, how, I guess I think I know the answer to this, but how are you doing tonight? I am thinking that we need to just change our podcast name entirely to, for worst, the Green Bay Packers podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, it's definitely a sausage factory at this point. Um, it's... Uh, I I am speechless. I am without speech. After a 15 to 9 loss to the Detroit Lions, the formerly 1 and 6 Detroit Lions, mind you, uh at Ford Field, uh the Green Bay Packers are now sitting at 3 and 6. Uh 3 uh wait a minute, Vikings are 7 and 1 now, so they're 3 and a half, 4 and a half, back, no, 3 and a half back um of the Vikings for the North. So I think we have to consider the division a lost cause at this point. Uh, with only eight games left, uh, I, I, I'm making weird noises, but I it, I can't I can't literally can't think of anything to say after that one. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, me neither. I um, it really is hard to find words. We lost the lions, the lions. It was. Oh my God. I mean, I, I thought for sure that, you know, considering how they've been playing, I thought it was going to be close and, you know, just, just looking at the lions games this season too, that's usually how it goes. And then they, um, they end up losing it in the end, but they put up a good fight. And so when we were going into it, um, you know, I, I in no way thought it was going to be a blowout by any stretch of the imagination. I definitely thought that we would be able to pull off a win against the lions. The, I, I just, I have no, you said it. I have no words. I, when I was watching the second half after Rogers third interception, um, I just, I was just completely uh, just dumbfounded and exhausted. And it was, it was the least fun game that I've watched in a long time. And that's saying something considering the season that we've had this year. I just, our season is over. None of the games matter. We're done. I mean, we're done. I it's so painful. Yeah, it's like, you know, going into the season, you know, with the retooling of the wide receivers, like I don't think a lot of us, maybe the high, most highly optimistic, we're thinking they might be able to pull 13 wins off, but 
a lot of 90%, 99% of people probably expected them to regress a little bit with a win total. But this is just, it's like that, it's like that meme. Our expectations for you were low, but holy crap. You know, it's like, I thought they were going to be bad. I thought they were going to be worse than they were, but you know, there's still room there with, you know, 13 wins versus, you know, 10 or 11, still probably a wild card spot, but this, um, just, uh, all hope just, is lost, Chris. All hope is lost. Yeah, I, I am flabbergasted. Um, just hoodwinked, bamboozled. I don't know what to think of this team, but man, uh, boy, we're we're re wrong. So uh, let's do. Let's go right into another uh, another uh, breakdown of a painful game. Another autopsy, as we'll call it, but. Uh, so let's obviously let's get the elephant out of the room first. Um, Aaron Rodgers, uh, dude, you're toast. I think we can safely put. I mean, I didn't. You know, when they said okay. So before we get into the specific game, in terms of Aaron Rodgers' contract and what to do with him, the decision to pay him at the time where they paid him all that money was soundish. I mean, in the fact that you know, yeah, they paid probably paid way too much, and he could have, you know, said, hey. I want to leave a little bit so we can add some more talent. So, I mean, that that was a little bit there. But, I mean, extending him made a lot of sense. He's coming off a second-straight MVP season. I mean, even if Aaron Rodgers I – mean, we figured at some point in this extension his performance was going to drop off. Um, unfortunately, that drop-off has happened in the span of nine games, and it hasn't just been a slight dip. It's been it's been a full-blown fall off a cliff. It's like it's got the plummet-to-your-death plummet type of fall-off. Yeah, if, if his if his passer rating could make a sound, it'd be like that goofy holler from the old Disney cartoons. You know, that kind of a thing. That's kind of how Aaron Rodgers' stat line and everything is. But this game in particular, they get within the they get down to the goal line twice and two interceptions. I including one on a play that I swear David Bakhtiari was kind of leaking out and they were trying to think they could get him a touchdown. I, I don't understand that. And I don't believe for a minute that Matt LaFleur was responsible for that play design. Um, I think that's something that the two bros between Bakhtiari and Rogers cooked up and it uh, blew up. So yeah, not a lot looking forward from the MVP who has gone from not what used to stand for most valuable player now stands for probably, to borrow a term from Paul Noonan, most valuable putts. So, I mean, we all saw it. We all watched the game. Um, there's no breaking news here. Uh, the Some stats. I mean, so it was his first career game with multiple red zone interceptions and first multi-interception game against a divisional opponent since 2013 to compare in the last two seasons, when he's won the back-to-back MVPs, Rogers had 63 touchdowns and just two interceptions in the red zone. He finished the day with 23 of four or 23 of 43 for 291. But we only got one touchdown and he had three interceptions. So his passer rating was 53 and a half. I mean, we're talking about Aaron Rodgers here. That's insane. 
That's so insane to me. And just like you, you know, got done saying, I, I will second that and say, I mean, his, the last two years, his performance has been just unreal. I mean, we all know he's talented despite this season and his performances the past nine games. He is beyond talented at playing football. And I think, I mean, I know that we're starting to see the, uh, you know, the effects of, of age. I mean, he's what, 38, about to be 39. And um, he's been with us, been playing the game professionally for 18 years. So we're starting to see that all culminate and the result is really, really painful to watch. I mean, it is, it is hard to swallow the one place that I'll, I'll give him props. He was using his legs again and converting first downs himself. I mean, he was literally the team's leading rusher with 40 yards. That's insane. Yeah. Um, you know, APC has been screening for that for a while. So I'm guessing 12 probably reads our website. So. Oh yeah. He's listening. That's... To right now. <laughs> what up 12? What up Rogers? Yeah. Um, but you know, quarterbacks falling off a cliff like this is not unheard of. I mean, Tom Brady's kind of, I mean, although he let a comeback drive uh, against the Rams, but he has not been looking all that great. Uh, Peyton Manning in 2015, his arm just completely went away. Um, but yet he still won a Super Bowl because Denver had a historical, borderline historical defense led by Wade, Phil- by Wade Phillips, uh, whereas Green Bay's defense is more hysterical, uh, led by Joe, friend of nepotism, Barry. Uh, <laughs> just a, it, it's, I, I, it doesn't happen all the time, but I think it's happened now. And at some point, I think, you know, maybe after one more, maybe two more losses, I think you got to shut him down and get Jordan Love. You, you got to see what you got. You have Jordan Love now. Uh, they're going to have to make a decision on his option in April, and that is a pretty hefty pay raise up to, I think, like $20 million or so. It's, it's an insane number for his fifth year. So they're going to have to make a decision, see what they've got with him. But Green Bay right now, sitting in good spot to maybe take a quarterback early. So I tweeted it, and I'll say it again. I've, I am of the belief right now that the 2023 starting quarterback for the Green Bay Packers is not currently on the roster. Um, that does also includes Danny Etling for any smart Alex out there. Um, I don't think he's going to be the guy either. So something definitely worth watching. Uh, unfortunately, it looks like it's coming to an end, uh, and it's ending with a thud. But um, such is the fickle nature of professional football. <clears throat> uh, moving on to our next topic, I'm not to move things up. Uh, Aaron Rodgers isn't the only one to blame. Really, the entire offense played horribly. Um Looking at Pro Football Focus's grades that came out today, the top three, or bottom three, however you want to look at it, the three worst performing players on offense were all wide receivers. <laughs> uh, the worst of the worst was Sammy Watkins at 46.3. Then it was Samori Toure at 48.1. And then our old friend of me, Amari Rogers, at 52. Uh, horrible grades. Um, 
Toure, I'm willing to give a pass on just because he's still a seventh-round pick, and it's his second game despite playing pretty well last week against Buffalo. Uh, Sammy Watkins, I'm not sure why he's even on the roster. Um, he's hamstrung the roster in more ways than one. Uh, then Amari Rogers, we don't even need to go into that gong show. Um, <clears throat> definitely that another waste of a lower roster spot. So uh, that's what happens when you can't pull off a deal at the deadline is you're stuck with incompetence at an important position. Uh, but yeah, not, not a good look on offense all game either. No, not, I mean, not, not in the slightest, um, Watkins and I mean, just don't get me started on Amari again. I don't know why he's still on this team. I don't, I can't comprehend it to save my life. It makes zero sense. He should have been cut so long ago, but I digress. Watkins it's like he was reading a completely different playbook from Rogers all game. It was madness. He had no idea which routes he was running and or Rogers was trying to pull audibles and not communicate with Watkins what the hell he was doing. So it was it was just madness. It was chaos and it was pain and I hated it. Toure, I am not by any means ready to write him off um, for all the reasons you just said as well, but he is very much a rookie and he, you know, he is still uh, finding his, his footing. It doesn't mean that his mistakes weren't costly. They, they were, but I think that, um, you know, I, I still think that he's, he can be a, a good player for us and I'm by no means uh, ready to write him off quite yet. But, uh, you know, yesterday was not a, it was not a good game for him either. Um, but Watkins and Amari, they're the, they're the ones that I'm just scratching my head at. I, I don't understand it. Yeah. It, um, it... The position's going to need an overhaul, and it's going to have to take more of a concerted effort from Brian Gutekunst this time. It's not just going to be something you can slap together and hope to make it happen. There's got to be more of an attempt, and some of these guys are going to be playing for jobs um, going forward the rest of the year, provided that a miracle of miracles doesn't happen and the Packers turn it around and run the table, so to speak. Um, even though sometimes I want to hit somebody with a table, but that's <laughs> neither here nor there. Um, they, they make us want to flip tables. Is that, that yeah, flipping, destroying tables in Buffalo is good. That's what I meant. Yeah, flipping the table, uh, not a, um, not a good vibe at all. Um, and finally, last word on the offense to that last goal line series: three passes. Um, I don't know. They could have. AJ Dillon wasn't really running the ball real well either. Uh, but I just that like that final goal line series was just. It was just, it was slapstick, except it wasn't funny. It was, uh, again, absolutely wild. And, and it goes back to Watkins. I mean, so, so Rogers missed Lazard and Amari, um, on second and third down after having to throw an incomplete on the, the first down. And then Rogers on the fourth and 10 throws to the back left corner of the end zone for Watkins who again just 
is reading a completely different playbook and cut back inside for another incomplete. I don't know if that was Roger's fault or if it was Watkins' fault, but it was <laughs> it was complete and utter chaos. And I I just I cannot understand what the hell happened to the Packers. Like what happened to the Packers from last year? It's really, really insane. I understand that we lost Adams, but this, this goes far beyond losing just one player. This is, it's a, it's like watching a high school football team play. It doesn't look like a professional football team by any means. And I, I, I just, I'm dumbfounded. I'm just dumbfounded. I have no idea what's, what's happened. If I knew how to fix this, I'd be a GM of the Packers right now. Um, Or I'd be a NFL general manager. I, I just, I, I don't know anymore. Um, And then to add insult to injury, no pun intended, uh, the injuries, right? Injury to insult, I guess would be the better way to word it. Uh, Big news coming out this week, Rashawn Gary, Torn ACL, he's done for the year. And I cannot I cannot put into words how sick I am for him. Uh, budding superstar was on his way to a tremendous payday. Um, not going to happen now. Or if, I mean, he'll probably still get paid, but it's not going to be what he had. I just, I feel so sick for him. Uh, he was turning into a dominant pass rusher, making his name on the NFL scene. Uh, finally got through all that BS draft bust discussion. And then this happens. I just, I just, I feel sick for him, but I just, I just, I feel sick for Rashawn Gary. I really do. Just a, just a rough go of it. Um, other injuries uh, as well. You know, Romeo Dobbs is going to be out four to six weeks with a knee sprain. Uh, Devondre Campbell is still very much up in the air. Just, it was a very, Aaron Jones, we'll talk more about, you know, his injury a little later, but very costly game. Like it's turned into a mash unit once again. It's, it's really Insane. So this is everyone who who uh, got injured at some point yesterday. So we got Romeo Dobbs, John Runyon, Eric Stokes, David Bakhtiari, Christian Watson, Rashawn Gary, Aaron Jones. It has gotten that's that's one game. It's truly gotten so out of control. Like what what gives are has our strength and conditioning changed? Could it be the turf? Why? Like we understand like the the NFL football is a very violent sport. We all know this. We know that it's very, uh, you know, very injury prone. And we have dealt with as Packers fans, um, we have dealt with numerous injuries over, you know, over the years we get it, but there is, I mean, this has truly gotten out of control. Like, why is this year so injury prevalent? I, I can't, I mean, Campbell, so he tweeted out um, telling the NFL to spend the money on grass saying turf literally feels like concrete and has absolutely no give. And, you know, yesterday they were playing on, on turf. So, I mean, could could it be a you know a various things? Of course it could, but 
um, something has to change because this is, this is wild. Like I, I was just completely and utterly shocked by how many injuries we experienced yesterday. It was really, really insane. And obviously some of the people on the list came back. They, you know, um, like Bakhtiari, he, he was able to, to return, but I mean, these are with Rashawn Gary, it just, it breaks my heart for him. I, like you said, I mean, he was having such a dominant season. He was such a key player for us. I mean, such a key player. And it is just, it is really, really awful. And something has to change because these guys, they can't keep getting injured like this. I mean, it's really getting out of control. Yeah, you know, the the biggest thing that I can think of, and this is, it, okay, I guess this is probably, it's not a specific reason, but I feel like the Packers were extraordinarily healthy in Matt LaFleur's first two years, and then last year on the offensive line, and this year all over, that's kind of come back, I mean, it's kind of come back to earth a little bit, so maybe that's part of it, is it's just the football gods, I know that's not a thing, but it's it's still I mean it still still sucks. It's still not uh it's still not enjoyable to watch and I feel bad for these guys and unfortunately this is probably gonna give the Packers a crutch to use instead of making wholesale changes like I really think they're gonna need to make this year. You know, this might give them a crutch that they were just too beat up and they're gonna try to run it back one more time next year. But uh yeah, it's 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 tough to see for sure. Uh so on the plus side in terms of restocking the roster. Uh, this almost I think could go into the cheddar column, but um, in a you know Bronx cheer type way. But Green Bay is actually currently right now just to kind of show you how bad things have gotten. They are a game out of the second overall pick in the draft. How freaking crazy is that? We were talking Super Bowl a year ago, and here we are, pretty much on the trash heap of the NFL. It's just. It's insane. And I mean, that's part of what makes the NFL so fun to watch is that truly any given year, any given team can win, which is it's part of the fun. I mean, it is. But as a Packers fan, um, we're not used to being in this position. I mean, we haven't been here in such a long time. And it... uh I mean, yeah, I guess that's good. <laughs> I I don't I'm not ready to uh to face it quite yet, but I mean we're we're one of the worst teams in the NFL right now. It it's really, really awful. So I'm old enough to barely, I barely remember it. So I'm 39 to give context. I barely remember the time pre-Brett Favre. Like I remember a couple of years of Don Mikowski, then he goes down, in comes Favre and everything changes. You know, the biggest thing a lot of people are going to point to, you know, the older fans, even older than me, are going to point out, is like, oh God, imagine being in the 70s and 80s. Well, the positive side of that is I don't think that kind of, you know, if this is the uh, truly the end of an era for the Packers, I'm going to end our negative side of with a positive with a slight note of hope nfl playoff droughts are not what they used to be because of free agency and revenue sharing and all that 
The longest playoff drought in the NFL right now is the Jets at 12 years. Uh, longest playoff win drought is still the Lions at 30, but everyone below that is, I think, within 20 years. So it's like the re- the, rec- the Packers might be down bad, but they are not as poorly run as a team like Detroit or Cleveland is, so, or the Jets. You know, the Jets are playing very well this year, but just, you know, in terms of a historical perspective. Uh, I just, I I don't think, you know, if, if this is going to be the end, I don't think we're going to be in for like a long duration. There's so much parity, and I think they can get things turned around quickly, but that's going to rely on the front office getting its act together. Um, but just, you know, using numbers, as a, using history as a as our guide, it's not going to be a horrible dark age. So it's going to yeah, probably I, be a p- painful few years coming, but it's not going to be like a decades-long drought that it was before. Yeah, I was I was talking to someone on Twitter and he um he said it really really poignantly and uh kind of perfectly. He said uh you know, the when the Packers like the Packers just we don't stay down for very long and I thought that was a great way to to sum up uh the team that we know. And, um, I mean, I, you know, I don't remember a time before Brett Favre. So this is, this is, uh, this is new territory for me. And I got to say, I'm not a fan 14 out of 10 would not recommend. So, uh, let's, let's pick ourselves back up and, and make this, you know, make this a short drought because it really sucks being here. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it it's you know it the big the big thing is when they've had rough seasons. You know they had 2017 was bad, but Rodgers was hurt most of the year. Then they had 2018 where Rodgers was playing on that leg. You know they still had the quarterbacks then. Like even Far went in 2005 went four and twelve. Um, so it's like they still had that quarterback that you can cling on hope to. Their Packers are probably not going to have that after this year, but I've talked myself into it. I'm ready for the rebuild. Um, fresh coat of paint, new things. Might be painful, but you know it'll be new. You know something kind of look forward to. This is painful. We're already in the painful phase, so it is. I'm just I'm looking for I'm looking for silver linings at this point, just so I don't become completely miserable. Um, but you know the Packers are probably on their way to being the second or even third fill in terms of the Wisconsin sports hierarchy because it really should be the Bucks right now, who are nine and zero. Fear the deer. Um, Giannis is the true king of Wisconsin sports. Uh, moved down. Aaron Rodgers should not I even be on that bench so anymore. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, it's and then the Brewers were close to a playoff berth, you know. But they they're close. The Packers seem to be on their way down. So welcome to the seventies and eighties in terms of that part, I, I guess. But yeah, the Packers are down bad, but hopefully it won't be down too long. Uh, anyway, we're going to get back. To, um, we're going to take a quick break here, uh, and then we'll be back and talk about the very few things that went right, uh, and then we'll look ahead to next week. So stay tuned. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, 
Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, guys, we are back. So (laughs) uh, this is a trend, but we don't have very, uh, very many good things uh, on the, the list to discuss However, we do have a few and uh, we, we do like to, you know, focus on, focus on the good wherever we can, um, as hard as it is this season. We do have Aaron Jones and somehow he, it, it sounds like he's going to be okay after, after he was, um, after he exited the game yesterday with a knee injury. Um, we were all pretty scared. He went in the tent and in the locker room and it didn't look good. It was, you know, it's never, never good to see. Um, especially when it's a player like Jones, who is so vital to our offense. Um, one report says that test came back negative while another said inconclusive, but, it still sounds like he should be able to return and, and possibly even for the Cowboys. So, I mean, that it doesn't get much better than that after an injury, if, if he's able to return um, that, that following week. Yeah, that definitely was like, he is the offense right now. So like that, that's not something that that, that was not good, but yeah, somehow miraculously he came out. Okay. It looks like he's going to play. Uh, kind of pretty sad that we're starting the good news out with an injury thing instead of a performance thing, but such as such is the way of the 2022 Green Bay Packers, but could have been much worse. I had some, you know, after hearing what happened with Rashawn Gary, I'm like, oh God, this, please tell me that's not the case for Aaron Jones. Thankfully it is not, uh, and he should be okay and ready to roll next. Hopefully, sure sounds like he's going to be ready to go against Dallas on Sunday. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. Uh, another another key offensive player, uh, Alan Lazard. He is, uh, you know, he got he got injured and um, is playing through the pain. I mean, he got us the one and only touchdown of the game yesterday. Uh, I <laughs> there's almost there's a part of me that is like, well, with with this team, I mean. He, Alan, like sit out and recover, take the time you need because the season's done. None of these games matter anymore. So it's like, take the time you need to, to, you know, fully recover so you can come back a hundred percent. But I, you know, you got to respect it. He, he is a very competitive player and um, he, he has a, a drive and a want to, to be, you know, a, a great wide receiver and and you can you can see that um just from this alone and you know gotta respect it so long as he's not i mean so long as he's not like putting himself in danger obviously well right very selfless player i mean you see that in his blocking rogers clearly trusts him it's gotta give him credit he looked he for considering what he's been dealing with that was a hell of an effort 
uh, just, you know, I've, like you said, it's, you know, at this point it was in vain, you know, it's like, do, do you really want to lay your body on the risk dude for, for this? Um, but you know, the Packers don't really have a lot of healthy wide receivers right now. So he still may have to tough it out, but yeah, at least, you know, at least he, he caught that one touchdown. So he's, he's looking at, you know, they, they need him right now. Yeah. Yeah. We need, uh, we need a lot right now. And he's definitely, he's definitely part of that. A defensive player who, um, who usually, you know, makes the list. He's a key playmaker on the defense. Uh, one of the, one of the best in the league overall, Jair Alexander, um, which if for anyone listening who listened to the previous podcast, let me just point out, I realized I said his name wrong and I apologize, um, <laughs> but I made sure to say it right this time. Uh, is, it's right, Chris, right? Jair? You got that right. Yes, you are. Very 10 out of 10 correct. Very, very well done, Lindsay. <laughs> um, so he had that amazing uh, interception uh, and only, you know, if only that great play didn't go to waste almost immediately after that was when Rogers threw uh, yet another interception, the third of the day to Joseph, who uh, it was his second of the game. And just like that, it was the Lions ball again. I know we're in the, the good, but that that it was a direct result of Jair's excellent interception so I had to throw it in but we love Jair he's he's amazing he has had some moments where um you can tell the frustration is getting to him a little bit just as a player and you know you can't I mean kind of got to understand but also um you know he he makes these huge plays I mean he's such he's such a key part of our defense. Yeah, it you know, it stinks that the offense keeps wasting these because the Packers usually take a pride on winning the turnover battle. And exactly. when something like that happens, it just does not it, it doesn't help. Um so he's he's played he's played well. He's made big like just last week he made an interception against the Bills that kept the Packers back into the game and then the offense let it slip away. It's like Somebody comes up, oh, look at this pretty thing I found, and then somebody just spits all over it. That's kind of what the level of respect uh, the offense is showing Alexander right now. But at least at least he's making plays. You know, the turnovers are coming, so he's a superstar. We don't need to know that. He's getting paid like a superstar, and at least he's the one player on the team that's actually playing like one right now and is getting paid accordingly. So uh, shout-out 23, it's probably the one jersey I would feel comfortable wearing right now. I, I agree with, uh, with, you know, he's very much, very much a star. So speaking of, uh, speaking of, of stars, we are playing the Dallas Cowboys next week. They are coming into Lambeau and Mike McCarthy is making his return. Oh boy. Yeah, that's, that's a loaded conversation, but, um, it's a polluted mindset. No, um, you know, a lot of people are going to be make, making sound, making fun of sound bites and all that. And I mean, McCarthy definitely, you know, when the Packers did kind of fall apart towards the end, he definitely owned a share there. He, I think his time had definitely come. 
But in hindsight of the recent slide the Packers have been on, you know, looking at this now, McCarthy's teams at least fought for the most part. I mean, even even late in the year, they were they never were counted out. You know, his teams at least had some intestinal fortitude where they got knocked down, they'd get back up. I mean, look at some of the comebacks they made. A lot of people will point that, put a lot of credit on Rodgers, which is fair. But McCarthy's teams were very mentally tough, where Lafleur's seem to have a mentality of a toddler with a blanket. Um, not sure what that what that's about, but I got to give McCarthy credit. Love the guy. Um, top top shelf human being, first class. Uh, there was a clip of him speaking when somebody asked him what he misses most about Green Bay um, at his press conference in Dallas today. He got a little emotional, so he clearly still loves the area. Pretty sure he still has property up here, and I think his kids are going to school, going to. High school up here, maybe that's changed. I, I, I can't remember, but um, I do miss Mike. I mean, the time had come to go both ways. That No reason that that should have changed. But, you know, I think in light of this recent skid, you know, I, I do appreciate the Mike McCarthy a little bit more than I used to. But um, it'll, be, it'll be good to see an old friend. Yeah, and I mean, we, we touched on that um, a few episodes ago as well. Just the fact that that exact thing with McCarthy, at least we gave a damn, at least we fought every inch of the way. The LaFleur area era is just, you lose one, two games and we don't know how to, how to come out of it. We don't know how to move. Well, past it's, not, it. it's not even that. It's just so you go down one or two scores. They just, they, they fold like a, they just they collapse like a house of cards. I mean, they fought back a little bit against Buffalo. You make but... one one mistake in a game, and it's it's over with this with under this coach for sure. Their mental discipline discipline is like dental floss right now. Whereas under McCarthy, it was at least a solid, maybe not a thick chain, but it was at least a chain. You know, here it seems to be dental floss. They so I definitely got to give yeah yeah. They showed up under McCarthy. They they haven't shown up under LaFleur this season since this lose this losing streak happened. But even before then, all season, we haven't shown up. It's yeah, I mean Yeah, it um it you know and I I work in Green Bay now and if I in some crazy off chance I run into McCarthy up there, I'll shake his hand, I'll buy him a beer or whatever. You know, I just it, I definitely tip my hat to him a little bit more. I mean, it was it was time for it to end. I mean, he definitely played his role. You know, the offense went stagnant. You know, he he and Ted Thompson, rest in peace, owned their piece of that failure. But you know, maybe McCarthy had it. You know, looking at it now, maybe he had a point with dealing with his quarterback. That's that's probably a whole nother can of worms for a different episode. But uh, yeah, definitely, you know, definitely going to be some old fuzzies coming in, and how appropriate that it's very more than likely going to be Mike McCarthy. It's going to put the nail on the coffin of the Packers season at Lambeau field. You know, we were talking in slack about this being a one game season beat McCarthy and it's fine. Well, I don't know. I think I it's, it's the poetic irony here you know, right now. And it feels like, you know, just to go off for a moment, like with the Packers struggling McCarthy succeeding Chicago, all of a sudden seems to maybe have a quarterback in Justin Fields. And the Vikings are running away with the division with a Kirk Cousins who not only looks good, but is starting to kind of become cool. Like, we're living in a weird timeline, but I'm starting to think this is karmic payback for over a decade plus of trash talking on social media by Packers fans. 
you know, this, this run of dominance, I knew, you know, I, we've all engaged in it. It's, it's, it's fun. But at the same time, you got to realize it doesn't last forever. You know, the, the wheel turns, it, it may be slow, but the wheel does turn. But yeah, just kind of been a weird season. For any Stranger Things fans, we are we are living in the upside down right now. That that's what's that's what's going on here. Yeah, I, I have not I have not seen that. I have not seen a single episode of that show, but I can I figure out that's probably what that I can figure out what that probably is going to. Okay, well, uh, side note, you must watch it. It's such a phenomenal show. Um, I don't know what you've been doing, but you need to watch it immediately. <laughs> I don't even have a Netflix account, okay? So let's just pump the brakes a little. Are you 90? What's going on? How do you not have Netflix? I have Disney+. Plus. I have HBO Max. I have Hulu. Um watch most of my football over the air now because I live near Green Bay, so I get that. You know, I just did, there's nothing on there on Netflix that really is kind of like, ooh, you know, that's something I want. So I'm I'm old-fashioned at this point, I know. <laughs> well, um... But, you know, to, to get back to, to get back to the game here, you know, my poor TV choice is correct. Bottom line with this Cowboys game coming up, you know, if Aaron Rodgers can't get up for this, you know, a lot of it was made about between him and McCarthy. If he can't get up for this one and play his heart out, you know, he's going to be taking up, you know, he's taking a beating in the media right now. Uh, he's coming up against his old coach. It's time to put up or shut up, pal. Um, if the, if you can't put it together for this game, it, it's, it's time to go bye-bye. Um, and I think that LaFleur needs to have the stones to do it, and he doesn't because he's, you know, I don't, I don't think he has the guts to stand up to his own quarterback. Let's call it for what it is. Then LaFleur needs to sit him. I mean, I, I, the, the after effects of that would be send shockwaves through the locker room. Probably would definitely mark the end of the Aaron Rodgers era in Green Bay, but this is LaFleur's team. Aaron Rodgers does not run the organization, or at least he shouldn't, but apparently the Packers gave him complete control of the wheel when he came back last year. But yeah, if he can't get up, if he can't get up for this game, what are we even doing? Yeah, it is time for them to show up. I mean, we're nine games in and they haven't shown up. So they do it this week or, I mean, to me, this season's over. I, I've completely gone into the mindset of, um, just watching for the sake of watching a football game. I, I truly do not believe in this team. And it's not to say that I don't believe in some of the players because I definitely do. We have some really phenomenal players on our team. I just don't believe in this team. Yeah. As, as a, as a cohesive unit, they are gelatinous at best. Um, just not, just not a cohesive unit. Um, it's going to be a lot of hard questions to ask at the end of the season. I think there's some conversations that are going to need to be had that a lot of people aren't going to want to have, but I think they need to be done. So, Lindsay, anything else to add before we wrap up yet another depressing episode? Nope that about that about does it. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see you here next week, probably after another loss. Would love for them to show up and win and shut us all up. That would be great. But I just don't see it happening, unfortunately. And um, if you guys yeah, are listening all season, I tend to lean on the optimistic side and... Uh, it's really hard for me to be at this place with with the Packers, but I think we are. I think we're pretty pretty done for the season. So, yeah, that's. It, I mean, even if they win this week, you're still at four and six. Like that hole is deep, and it is depressing. All right. Well, um, go Pack, go win, lose or draw. I'll always cheer for for the Packers. Um, that will never change. So hopefully we can come back next week after a win. And yeah. Leave it I would on love the- a, <laughs> yeah, and I would, I would, I would love a draw. Like I would take a tie at this point. I really would. Oh yeah. That would, yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> I would too. So yeah, that'll, they'll take it. That'll wrap it up for us this week, guys. And uh, go Paco. <laughs> go Paco. He says with- as he, as they both say with full enthusiasm. <laughs> Bye guys. Right. We'll, see, we'll see you next week. <laughs>